0: Welcome back to FOMO Sapiens, the show for people who don't just follow the crowd, but instead take their own path to success in business and in life. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. And my guest today is a total FOMO Sapiens, and her story is very inspiring, very amazing, kind of crazy, actually, the stuff that (laughs) that we talk about in this conversation, because she went from being 700,000 dollars in debt, which just hearing that stresses me out. And she went on to create a hundred million dollar wellness empire without any investors. So, I mean, you don't hear that every day. Now, her name is Mary Ruth Guillaume. She's a certified nutritional consultant, culinary chef, and she is the author of a book called Liquid to Lunch, which we'll talk about. I think that's kind of interesting too. And the founder of Mary Ruth Organics, which is this vitamin empire It's a very popular Instagram favorite brand with over 100,000 five-star reviews and Amazon's choice-winning products across its collection of more than 100 vegan beauty and wellness essentials. Now, I love vitamins. I don't know if you guys take vitamins every day. I take vitamins every day, a lot of vitamins, actually, and I learned, I learned actually that apparently that if you have a liquid vitamin, it is much higher absorption. So I looked into that because it's sort of like, if I'm taking all these vitamins, maybe I should switch it up and have liquid vitamins. So that's another thing that we're going to learn today. But the the things that I want to talk about with you right now are the fact that we're going to get into how Mary Ruth came up with the idea of starting this company. And she was coming from a really difficult place. She was majorly in debt. And so how she did that, how she then competed against huge companies. I didn't realize it, but we got into talking about it. You have these massive companies that control this industry. She comes in as this sort of new concept and goes against them and is able to win in a very competitive space. And we're going to talk about how she dug her way out of debt to find financial independence. So for anybody that's struggling a little bit with debt, and listen, it is not a joke. A lot of people are. It's a major problem across the world, but particularly in the United States. This may give you a way out. It may give you some inspiration, some ideas to figure out how to do something like what she did, which is reclaim your financial independence. Now, I have one small ask for you today, which is find me on LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn is linkedin.com slash IN slash Patrick dash McGinnis. And on LinkedIn, you're gonna find, first of all, just connect, say hello, send me a note, tell me what's up, tell me you heard this. But then you're gonna find tons of great content. You're gonna find my course, Managing Fear of Missing Out at Work. You're gonna find my newsletter, which you should totally check out. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I put a lot of time into it. And if you're not, interacting with that content, check it out and let me know what you think. If you hate it, you can tell me that too. I won't be offended. I'll learn something. All right. As you know, I start every interview with the same question. And the question is this, what's a formative decision you've had to make to get to where you are today?
1: Patrick, I love this question. So when I look at basically the last eight years um, of having my company, there are so many things that I could not control. Um, every single day I had really no control over many things that happened, but there is one particular decision that if someone said, okay, Mary Ruth, you're 38 years old, what is the formative decision? Mm. Um, there is no contest. And if you go back to the year 2013, um, that was the year I started what today is Mary Ruth Organics, And that was also the year that I got married to my husband, David. There was a moment in time, I still remember it. It was it was happening in slow motion when I had to decide whether I was gonna marry David or not. And at that exact time, I, I won't get too much into it at this exact moment. I was also in negative seven hundred thousand dollars in personal debt. So that was we, we can come back to it later on if you like. That was credit card debt, money I owed. My friends and my family, which we'll circle back to, but I'm I have my private practice in New York City on 47th and Third. I am uh, I don't have products yet. The product line did not start till a year later in 2014. I am in this debt. I'm dealing with it. I'm chipping it away. I'm I'm basically paying off about forty thousand dollars of that debt um, from my private practice every single month. And I'm about to potentially get married to someone named David. Who is still my husband today? We have four children, and David at the time did not have any money, and he was working a job where wasn't really compensated. I was in a group of friends, the, the group of friends that I was in, no one knew about this debt. I kept it very private, very personal. Um, and there was another guy in our in our group of friends who. Had a very stable job. He was about four years older than David and I at the time. And it was kind of an inside joke. Everyone sort of knew okay, this person really likes you. If you want to go marry him, literally this negative $700,000 in debt is going away in one hour. Um, This person had, again, a couple of years older than us. He was in finance and had basically millions of dollars already in the bank. And I remember the day I got engaged to David. I love David. We are born on the same day same year. So my husband and I February 11th, 1984, David is born 3 hours before me. If you believe in that kind of stuff astrology, we're, we're very similar people, the way we execute the way we do things. And the day I got engaged to him, a couple of days after I think. We were all at a party, all the group of friends were all there and the person who I could have married, let's say out of fear, right? Like I'll marry this person, my debt will go away. I remember exactly how he was standing. I think he was turning red. He said to me, uh, qu- sort of like over there in the corner, um, "Are you sure? Are you sure you really want to spend the rest of your life working?" Um, and by the way, he didn't say it in a mean way. He just said it in a serious way. Like, um, and and truly, I loved my nutrition practice. I love taking care of people. Um, it's part of my nature. and and I didn't even think twice about it. I thought like, I don't even know like what this person's even proposing here. And I really, I really never looked back. And on my wedding day, my mom and I are very close. My dad, my brother had passed away suddenly. So it was really just my mom and I, and my mom who has been the CFO of my company for many years, only recently we hired a new CFO. She, she said to me, you know, why David, like why? Um, and, and I just said, because I, I wouldn't trade him for anyone else. And this is, such an important moment in, in where I am today because, you know, fast forward eight, nine years, uh, I get to speak with you, Patrick, about how I have this company, have over 130 products, over 120 employees with a very high employee retention rate. I'm, I'm sure you're going to bring it up. We did over $100 million in revenue last year. I, I grew the business from negative $700,000 in debt to be a profitable company from day one to over a hundred million in revenue with zero outside funding. And I did that with my very best friend, David. And that moment, that formative decision, I would not be talking to you. I would not have a company. I would not have 120 teammates. I, I, I know what my life would look like. Um, if I had chosen to make that one decision out of fear and the feeling like every single night when David and I are like laughing and building this together, um, to go from literally having nothing like really, really bad, like no wedding cake. He borrowed a suit. My best friend made, made my dress, you know, $200 ring. That's giving me a rash on my finger. And I'm not complaining that if you love someone, those things are not important Um, And that is the single most important decision that I've ever made. And to recap it, um, I really believed in myself. And I I said, like, this is my problem. I'm not going to look to anyone or anything external to get me out of this problem. And that that grows a lot of self-confidence and a lot of self-esteem. And so I hope that people can relate to either decisions they've already made that are similar or decisions they might be making in the future.
0: I really appreciate you sharing that story. And and I think it's like, it's about listening to the inside, right? Because the world's telling you like the the treadmill path that you could have taken. <laughs> by the way, the comfortable treadmill this, it could have been the the way to go. You you took a different path. It's been an incredible trajectory since then. And by the way, just one comment I'll make, guys, if you're trying to convince a woman <laughs> to marry you, like wouldn't use the same pickup line because, you know, at the end of the day, if you can find <laughs> the right thing to do, work isn't work. And you can, you can become, you know, a person that has a very multidimensional life like you do, Mary Ruth. So don't use that line, guys. Be better. <laughs> now, FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com FOMO. That's netsuite.com FOMO. netsuite.com FOMO. FOMO. Before we get into the story of the company, because I do want to, we're going to talk about that and this trajectory and, and, and how you... When I read about this debt, I was like, I got all stressed out for you. But before we go there, <laughs> I do wanna note, you wrote a book called Liquids Till Lunch. And I want you to know, Mary Ruth, that is my life, okay? I mean, I live by that. So maybe just to frame up the work that you do, talk a little bit about that book and talk about your approach to you know bringing healthy habits and, and all of these good things into our lives.
1: Patrick, this is such a great question um, because liquids to lunch is actually the reason that we have um, our product line today. And so uh, it was a little bit ahead of its time in the sense that um, if we're talking, I'm I'm sharing this concept of liquids to lunch uh, in the year 2013, only drinking green juice, coffee, tea, some people, beginners try like vegetable broth. That was a little bit before Instagram was really big. So in 2013, again, on 47th and 3rd in New York City, um, to be teaching a concept in one-on-one private sessions, group classes, and live webinars with like a little chat box was something that friends started to tell friends. We have people in New York, a lot of busy careers, not that much time. And I started to really approach it like, okay, there's only 24 hours in a day everybody wants a little bit of a competitive edge how do you get a little competitive edge you want to have a little more energy what's one gateway way to start so i used to draw a circle and i used to like hold it up and say 24 hours from the moment you get up till 12 we're only going to try liquids if you can only make it to 10 or 11 that's fine um no big deal and and really uh That friends just started telling friends. And within one year, I had a fully booked private practice. But what's powerful about liquids to lunch, which like you said, it's already, you're already into it, is that um, when you eat solid food, when you chew it, it drops into the stomach, the body has to steal energy away from your personality, away from your brain to kind of digest that food. So if you had 365 days in a year, and you imagine 365 solid food breakfasts, um, all piled up on the living room floor, the compound effect of switching that one meal is like, okay, here is 365 meals. Your body and your digestive tract is now digested. Um, And how much energy did maybe that take away from you in the early morning when you could have got that little competitive edge versus 365 liquids? um, We're talking on a compound cumulative effect that you really will probably feel completely different than you did the year before so um really giving it a chance and then seeing cumulatively uh, everyone wants to have more energy to do the things they love and this really resonated with people and every week they would meet with me um 12 sessions with i still remember the number 2860 dollars, and i would work with people for 12 sessions usually 12 weeks and there were other things we went over but they loved it and the one feedback that I always got from our clients was I love liquids to lunch, Mary Ruth, but I can't take my vitamins. What am I supposed to do the capsules? I don't want to take the capsules. If I take the capsules then all of a sudden I'm hungry and I want to eat oatmeal. So the beautiful thing of, of the journey or like building the company was that I didn't think I need to make a product because I'm in debt and I need to get out of money. I need to get out of this situation. I really just said I want to take care of people. I want to give 100% involvement, be detached from the outcome. If I give give my best every day, um, solutions are going to come. And so from the people I was taking care of, this idea came like, I'll make a liquid vitamin. And at the time, there were only ones on the market that tasted like tomatoes or had agave. So I made a gluten-free, non-GMO, sugar-free, delicious liquid morning raspberry multivitamins which was the first product we ever made and still today our number one best-selling product. So that's kind of special. When someone says liquids to lunch, I always think yeah, that's where the liquid vitamin came from.
0: You know, there's two things I'm going to add to that as somebody who's been doing this for years. <laughs> number one is the liquids cannot include tequila. Okay. So none of that <laughs> has to be good for you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. And number two is, people say to me like, well, I can't believe it. Don't you like breakfast foods? And I'm like, yeah, you know what I do? I have the breakfast later in the day. If I'm, if I'm jonesing for some eggs, I will yeah. have them at 1 PM. And you know what? It's delicious. So so that's just, you know, for all of you who've thought about this, it's a really cool thing to think about adding to your life. It's a good hack and it's a good way to live.
1: How, how many years have you done that? That's so oh amazing. Oh
0: goodness. Five years. And you know, I was awesome. never, a, I could never eat right in the morning. Like I was always that kid like that. They'd have to compel me to eat breakfast, but then I would have like a bagel <laughs> and peanut butter at 10. And since I did that, you know, I just find, you know, I just feel great in the morning. I have more energy. It just works yeah. for me. Um, and so I I love it. And, um, and then I just also, you know, I don't, I struggle in the morning to get moving. So I, you know, I don't want to like spend time eating, right? It's just like, let me just get into it. Um, now you just mentioned this business and I do, I do want you to comment because as I was reading about your, your story, you know, the vitamin space, it's massive, right? And there's like, you go into like a CVS and they have like 15 brands of vitamin C. Right. And you're yeah. sort of like, holy mackerel, this is a really competitive space. So I got to think you know, you're getting into this, but you're like, <laughs> well, oh my goodness, there's all these companies and it's really crowded and they could squash me like a bug. So how did you get the confidence to take on this huge set of players in your industry? This is such an
1: amazing question. All your, all three of your questions so far are <laughs> really, I think like major value of ad values. So VMS, um, the VMS space, the CPG space, but particularly VMS space, is is for anyone listening, one of the most competitive spaces. Also, um, just selling on Amazon in VMS is its own reality, kind of like if anyone's seen like Black Swan, the, the ballet, like the ballet movie <laughs> yeah. about what the ballet industry is like. Um, it, it is really quite something. And I think in the beginning, I really just truly felt, I was very simple about it. I just felt like I wanna make this liquid vitamin, broad spectrum, full spread spectrum, like something it's for ages two years old and up. It's for men and women all in one bottle. A lot of people are on a budget. Um, I wanted to make something, um, just like a fun fact about VMS is that liquids are 98% bioavailable and absorbable. And pills and capsules are 3 to 21%. What? So I just kind of truly held on to like, it's all about the liquids. It's all about bioavailable. I don't want agave. I don't want it to taste like tomatoes. And I, I didn't really think much about all the other offerings. And by the way, there are so many great brands. I just kind of stayed in my lane and I was like, I believe that this is going to help people feel so great. We made that at the same time we made the nighttime multi-mineral. So we were kind of doing something that's really cool, which is we were giving people a routine, right? Hey, take your liquid morning and take your nighttime multi-mineral. And it's pretty much everything you need. Maybe you want to add a liquid probiotic. Maybe you want to add an omega or some iron, but let's just do a shots in the morning, shots before bed. And I believe it was truly kind of like now we're doing a lot of liposomal liquids. Um, which are really kind of the future of vitamins, we were kind of just doing our own thing. And it was a blessing because I sold it from my office. I put some on Amazon. I did not ask anyone to review anything. Like 22 people from my office went on Amazon and reviewed it. It went to the first page of Amazon. So it was like in the algorithm, first page. I first Saturday, I sold like almost $300 worth of vitamins. I started crying um, because I saw wow, like I can still live out my passion. I can still take care of people, and now I actually have a pathway to get out of this debt. Um, which is is really the way I got out of that debt was the was the products on Amazon. We made a little Shopify website. I would stand outside Health Nuts in New York City um, at the lunch hour. We still have photos. I, I showed first four years, we had zero employees. Um, that's also why we were profitable from day one. Um, because instead of hiring employees, we took that money and we made a new product. We doubled down on our products and we wanted to do another product. So I always chose products over people, meaning hiring a team. Um, and those photos from HealthNet are so crazy um, to my team now. But I said like, no one would talk to me, (laughs) right? Like, but that was maybe like one person. Um, But I did it in front of the store at the deli section of the store for for a long time. And um, I loved every minute of it. And I would do it in between clients. So I would like run, uh, if any, there's like a health mess on 48th. So I would run from like my office there, all these good times. But to compete in the VMS space, two things we did right. One, I am a culinary chef. I graduated from a top five culinary school in New York City. So number one, our vitamins are so delicious. Number two, we never had a marketing plan. So um, our marketing plan was always our customer care. So because we had this policy, like if you buy the bottle, you don't like it, you get to keep it and we'll give you a refund. We had like the best customer service. Um, and that's how we grew. And to also put it in perspective for all those who are listening, eight-year period, right? first four years, no employees, doing over $10 million in revenue and very profitable and still not even hiring one assistant. So that's how much my mom and I, we wanted to create financial stability, financial freedom, financial empowerment. We never wanted to go back to the days of, of mismanaging our money. And then finally, after the $10 million mark, we hired our first employee.
0: It's amazing. And
1: also, also what's cool, Patrick is I don't want to say the two. there's two other brands. I mean, part of me really wants to say it cause they're my friends, but there are two huge brands um, that everyone would know that are like protein powder. And let's say like a collagen company, that's as much as I'll say, mm. but like everyone knows these brands. Um, I went to a dinner with them recently. The founders, the three of us, everyone told their story that, protein powder company and that collagen company. They've also been around. One of them's been around for 12 years. One of them's been around for eight. The one thing we had in common was those two male founders didn't hire employees either for the first four years. That's super interesting information.
0: That is super interesting. I agree with you.
1: For VMS vitamin um space, like I said, okay, everybody tell your founder story. And then we all realized, oh my gosh, the one thing we had in common was truly holding on. To the last possible moment, because that's usually, as you know, where where it gets tricky, right? Like spending more money than you have, like burn rate, all these things. FOMO.
0: FOMO. W- one thing that that tells me it's interesting because you know a lot of people are like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to raise a bunch of money and I'm going to build as fast as I can, and then we're just going to be, you know, going to the moon. You know, like that is that's the narrative that a lot of entrepreneurs talk about. And you're different. And and I appreciate that because I've always been of the mindset that control now I'm not saying Mm -hmm. you're gonna be answering the phones and for the first 15 years, that that's not practical. Right. But exerting control and being on top Mm -hmm. of things and not simply just taking all the cash that's offered to you is really important. And you waited a long time before raising money. And I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. like, do you connect that with the fact that you went through this really difficult financial period with that, that you're like, you know what? I am not <laughs> prepared to deal with, you know what I mean? Like I'm building this thing and like, I don't really want your input right now, I want to figure out how to do this myself. And then eventually you're like, okay, well I need money to grow. Like how did that decision take place?
1: Well, yeah, Also Patrick, I hope all my investors are listening. Um, I hope my lawyers are listening um, because I would love to tell you something really Important and meaningful, I think. So uh, we did not need money. We do not need money. Um, we did the investment deal for a slightly different reason. Um, so we're so right. We're me. My mom and I are growing this business again. We're using just to clarify negative cash flow conversion cycles, which means like we're telling all our manufacturers. Walmart uses this to grow. Like hey, like we'll pay you 90 days after we get the product. So after we've sold the product, we will get paid. And this is how we will have free will, this is how we will have working capital, this is how we will have cash flow. That that is really important. So we create, we have currently to this day a business model that is, I think, very unique, where our EBITDA is is one of the reasons why Butterfly Equity was excited about us, right? Like we're very strategic. We never and, and one of the reasons I didn't want to take on funding early on because people asked. People always wanted 10% this, that we we didn't do it because I, I do think sometimes it creates a false sense of marketing strategy. Oh well now I just have this infusion of cash. Let me just start marketing. So if you don't think that way, which is even when we did the investment deal in August 2021 with Butterfly Equity, we did not do that deal because the money needed cash flow at all. We did the deal for a different reason. Um, and we still, uh, still going, right. So I don't know how long it's been like six months. We did that deal to create an infrastructure because we do want to go IPO in like three years. Um, and we wanted our, we wanted to have a valuation. We wanted to say who we are internally is who we are externally. Once you make it through due diligence. Um, and I had no banker, Patrick, zero banker. Um, I wrote. Usually private equity writes the term sheet. I wrote the term sheet myself with my lawyer. And I did this deal without a banker because I wanted to make sure if I can get along with them for 10 months of due diligence, then it must actually be like a good situation that I'm getting into. So we made it through due diligence. And now we have this val- valuation. And I was able to give um, equity to people in my company. Plus, I made a long term incentive plan um for all employees international and domestic every single person who's been in our company for over one year so it's kind of like this big moment where like in the all staff meeting right so no one really knew about anything about our company so it's like the greatest feeling you make it through due diligence you go to the all staff meeting and i think i told you earlier we have a high employee retention rate like it's like almost like 95 percent or something and we're real. I, I know the name of every single person on my team. I've talked to every single person individually, or if it's a new hire, we're about to, because I meet with everyone one-on-one, a couple of people a week, meaning it's a great team, right seat, right person. I know my team. I, 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 I look at it always everything from operational standpoint. And so to get on there, to say to the team, like, this is our budget this year, right? We never had a formal budget. My mom was a CFO for eight years. We, we just got Dave Sue cfo um came from honey honey sold to paypal for the largest exit in the state of los angeles so to recruit like right the the deal was not for cash the deal was to create infrastructure to start to recruit talent to say like this is who we are this is where we want to go we're all together and and that moment of showing my team this is the budget this is the revenue this is the ebitda Every year, if we can hit our budget, we're going to add more money to the long-term incentive plan. So it's like awesome moments for the whole team. Like we also give bonuses to every single person on our team, every person, not just executive level. And we're also in the middle of becoming B Corp certified, certified women-owned. So I wanted to also paint due diligence process as a positive. Thing We did it to be, to build an infrastructure. Cause honestly it was just me and my mom, my husband and our COO, Caitlin, our COO is the first employee ever hired. So we're kind of like, you know, it's, it's great to get help and, and, and build, build something together.
0: I love it. I'm thinking of, you know, in my head, it's like, you get a bonus, you get a bonus, you get a bonus. Like, you know, remember the old Oprah, when they they look under their seats, like you had this big reveal and the reason you could do this, and this is what I like the word that's coming through my head as you're talking is leverage. You had leverage. You didn't need anybody. You know, it's like, okay, I don't need you investment banker. And sorry, investment bankers that are listening, yeah. but you know, you're like, I don't need that. That's right. I don't that's need all these right. other things. I'm going to do this myself because I don't need it. And therefore I can design the solution that works for me. This
1: is so awesome. You said this because Thank you for saying that because when I got to talk with our whole team about, Hey, we just took on minority investors. Now we have monthly reporting. Now we have a board. We still have majority control, but my whole theme was like, first I told my team, like, you know, raise your hand if everyone agrees that financial freedom um, affects mental health affects health and wellness. So everyone on my team agreed like, yes, in an individual's life, like, if you have financial troubles, it affects your mental health and your wellness. And then I said, hey, I, I want to tell you same thing. I'm about to talk to you about revenue and EBITDA. And I want you to take this micro idea and think of the macro. Like, If a business has financial freedom, if it has revenue, if it has profit, I, and this was our tagline and is our tagline, we have a once a month, all staff meeting. I, Because I, I want my team to understand, I don't want us to feel disconnected, like, oh, here's the, the company and here's everybody else. The, the thing that we're, we use, and we have like a financial town hall where people can learn about fin- finances with our CFO, is financial freedom. Basically, revenue and EBITDA, profitable company is free will. So we had free will. That's why we didn't need a banker. If we didn't need to do the deal, everybody coming to the table knew we didn't do the deal. That's why I got to write the term sheet. I could walk away if I don't like them. And and it's all about free will. So if we want to be um, a social impact, environmental impact company, if we want to stand for something and make a difference on a global scale, uh, revenue and EBITDA equal free will. To give our employees, we have some of the best um, health benefit policies, unlimited paid time off, volunteer paid time off, um, right? Right. So if a company's profitable, then we can have free will to do whatever we want with the employees, whatever we want with the customers. Um, and that's what every founder really wants to not lose. Control of revenue and EBITDA, because then your back's up against the wall, and then everybody else is controlling you, and you have no free will to live your mission and purpose. in the whole. so really, the best advice to anyone listening is, from the beginning, be very patient and go slow. I've only been doing this for. I'm 38. When I was 28, I was still in negative $700,000 in debt. So that's the uh, everyone overestimates what they can do in one year, and underestimates what they can do in 10 years. So best decision is just really going slow, never spending more than $1 that you have. And if people are trying to come too soon, maybe you need to say no until you feel like you have the control of the free will.
0: That's right. Two things I'm going to remember from today, leverage and liquid until (laughs) lunch. If you want to find out more about this amazing company, you can go to MaryRuthorganics.com. And if you want to find Mary Ruth on Instagram, you can find her at Mary Ruth Organics. Mary Ruth Guillaume, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: Patrick. FOMO.